back to another episode of NBA Geekly. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and we are presented to you by Geek Buys Nation. Uh, joining me tonight is Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What up, Nick? Ah, oh, nothing much, man. Just, you know, chilling. Uh, prepping for a show. I got I'm playing a show on Friday, so that's the oh, first one I've played in like three years. Yeah, that's wow. uh, a lot of pressure, man. A lot of pressure. Um, I'm trying to construct a set. Um, it's a three-hour set too. So um, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like trying to trying to like it's one thing like you know like my preferred set is like an hour. Like you play an hour. Uh-huh. You, like you, you put together like a nice little set of like eleven, twelve songs, and then you know you 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 know get them all perfect and everything, and then when you get up there and you play, you're just like, oh yeah, we got this. Everything's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be spotless. You play for three hours. You're basically like, all right, well, like, well, I guess I'll wing that one. <laughs> like, there, like there ain't no getting everything perfect. Um, so yeah, a little nervous, but excited too. So we'll we'll see how it goes. It's my it's my birthday bash too. So. Um, nice. Hopefully, nice. yeah. Hopefully I, thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's around the corner. It's actually Thursday, um, and then the show will be on Friday. Baby. So I didn't realize you were in August. Yeah, yeah, you did. You knew nice. this. You wished me did happy I? birthday before. Like you knew that. <laughs> I like yeah, yeah, you and me and Juwan. We're we're all the August babies. The August babies, right? Oh, damn! I forgot all about that. You know, slipped my mind, man. <laughs> Well, you know, you got priorities. You got like a wife and a kid, and you know all that stuff. Happens. So, yeah, it takes precedence. Shit gets in the uh, way. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've just been working on that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, man, uh, life is good. Um, uh, got that coming up, so that should be fun. Uh, but in, until Word. then, and for now. Uh, let's get into some NBA topics, man. We got uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight. Um, I want to start off <laughs> with this Dwight Howard stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, so according to Shams, there is mutual interest between the Lakers and Dwight Howard, and Memphis has permitted the Lakers to talk to Howard. Um, the Lakers are expected to work out Noah Spates and Gortat in addition to Howard. Uh, furthermore, Jared mm-hmm. Greenberg reported that the Lakers don't plan to use Anthony Davis extensively at center. Now, I'm glad that you're on for this particular show, being that mm-hmm. you were on for the last show, and we talked about um, how maybe this DeMarcus Cousins injury could not result in like a net positive necessarily um, for the Lakers, but like it wouldn't it, – it, it wouldn't hurt them as much because maybe they would play AD a little more at the five. Um, doesn't sound like that's going to happen um, mm-hmm. from from all indications. Um, so what are your thoughts on that, the fact that they don't want to play him at the five? Um, or at least, you know, they're abiding his wish to not play the five. Right. Um, that's what it's and more then, like. like Right, <laughs> and then and then, what are your thoughts on them entertaining the notion of Howard, um, and then the three other guys that apparently they're interested in, uh, Noah Spates and Gortat? Um, I'm fine with it, considering 
that's not what he wants to do. And, if, you know, you just got him and you plan on re-signing him next year. Why would you, like, annoy him? <laughs> he has all the power <laughs> this summer. Um, so it's one of those things where he's going to know he's going to play some five, there's no doubt. But as long as he's not playing the bulk of the five, just like with Marcus Aldridge, even though he kind of got forced into playing center for a full year, one season. But, look, he's still not playing center all the time. Um just because they don't want to. And, look, I get it. Look, we, we the Knicks suffered from that, too, a couple of years ago when we had Dan Coney, and we had two guys that are probably better at different positions, which were Melo and Amari, and they didn't want to play those positions. They wanted to play the three and the four, and they were better suited as four and five. And we suffered for it. <laughs> and um, it, it happens. Um, but I think this is not going to be that kind of case with the Lakers. He's going to play some five, and they're going to bring in some big that's going to come in and take over, whether that's Dwight, which I like Dwight, so I think Dwight can still play. I don't know what was up with his ass last year that kept him away from the game, <laughs> um, but obviously it, it left no him completely. He could not play. <laughs> I'm not sure. He was butthurt all year, and I'm not sure why, but um, – I know for a fact before the Washington season, he was putting up good numbers in Charlotte and Atlanta. Uh, he was okay. He wasn't a bad player. Um, so no, he's he still wasn't. a useful player. Right. Right. And that's why I think he, he can still be useful in Los Angeles. It's just funny because his whole downside has come when he forced his way to Los Angeles. They end up like full circle back right. to Los Angeles to where he left because right. of you know, not getting along with Kobe and all that extra bullshit. It's just, it is yeah. kind of ironic and funny how like they they meet again um, uh, for a play like He's, for a, for a championship run. You know. Yeah, and as far exactly. as like as far as talent is concerned, he is undoubtedly the best center on the market. Granted, he's not technically yeah. a free agent, but I mean, right. it, I think he's on the market. <laughs> if he, yeah, like if he agreed to a buyout. Memphis would take that because they know they can't trade him sure. anywhere else. So, like, exactly. he's technically on the market. And, it, you know, right. if, if those true. are our qualifiers, then he is the best center, uh, just talent-wise, on, on the market. Yes. Um, so, yeah, yes. it, it's pretty funny. It is. Uh, I mean, like, and again, I like Dwight, so I don't think it would be a bad pickup at all. He, he might even start, you know. Uh, Noah also not a bad a pickup. He had a decent year in Memphis, uh, playing off the bench. Um, but he is who he is, and maybe he he tends to like to go out <laughs> in Los Angeles. It's one of the better places to go out. <laughs> uh, so maybe not the best place to put him. Memphis is one place. LA is a whole other place. Uh, but right. who knows? Um, then you have space. I haven't seen space in like what three, two, three years. <laughs> I think he's Two, been in Europe. Years, yeah. uh, just about. Um, I think he's been out there in Europe playing okay. Obviously getting some minutes over there, and uh, he's always been a pretty decent big. Can stretch the floor. Uh, right. Wouldn't be bad. I don't know if I consider him a starter though. Definitely probably end up starting McGee over him. Um, and he's not really a, a center. Right. Like he's, I mean, he plays the five, but he's he's more of a, a combo <laughs> a stretch four forward. five. Stretch right. guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, uh, it's true. I mean, he, he got drafted as that kind of guy, but he played center at, right. at need, and that's where the game was going. He's tall enough to do it, right? So what happens where he sure. works. Uh, and then you got Gortat, who obviously is not the center he used to be, and but is probably valuable as a bench guy. 
and that's probably what he ended up being in L.A. So it's another serviceable big man they can bring in and, and play some minutes if they really need to. But if they were really serious about making a run, I think Dwight Howard, I know it's weird to say because he was out most of the last season with an injury, but he's more reliable than even Boogie <laughs> to stay healthy all season. It's hard to say, but because of last season. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I agree Again, with that. because I, well, you know, Boogie really hasn't been healthy the last two years. Well, I mean, you he's know? more reliable now because Boogie just fucking tore his ACL. So, I'm just saying, but, he, but he's getting hurt every six months. Boogie's been hurt. Dwight was out all of yeah, last yeah. year, and it was an ass injury. It wasn't like a leg injury or foot, you know. It was some, I don't know what the fuck was wrong right. with ass, but it's something that kept him out. Um, so unless that's a serious injury, I'm not worried about his ass. Is all I'm saying. Right. Well, and here's my thing. Um, I would look at this from a LeBron James perspective, and I've had a, a few days to think about this and to like really contemplate how LeBron might perceive it. LeBron is the one who famously was like, um, when they made the trade to get Amon Shumpert, they had to take on J.R. Smith. And basically, right. LeBron was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I, I can work with JR. That's cool. Um, yep. And they'd already made they'd already made the trade, but, like, so it didn't really yeah. matter what he thought. Um, but, like, they were just letting him know, like, what, what came with it. But, like, he yeah. was, like, down. Like, he was like, dude, I can work with this guy. Like, it's fine. Sure. Um, and they did. Right. They worked very well together for multiple years in Cleveland, um, right up until, mm-hmm. um, you know, the game one fiasco. Um, which again, I will stick to my guns. That is way overblown. That's like, like that is not J.R. Smith's fault. Like it's not like he was in like the perfect position to lay the ball back up or anything. Like he he turned around and, and brought it back. Yeah, I mean he 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 should have been more cognizant of what was going on. But like you know that motherfucker. That motherfucker's high. He's high all the time. Like you know what you get with him. It's like Michael Beasley. Um. But no words, nonetheless, exactly. yeah. But nonetheless, I mean, I could see, I could see LeBron being like, "Dude, I can work with Dwight Howard. Like, he is, he's really good." And like, all this this chit chat and and riff raff about how he, you know, is a bad locker room guy, um, and he doesn't take things seriously and everything else. Like, don't worry. Like, I'll subtweet this motherfucker until he gets to what he needs to be. Like, I got this. Right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, like, I could totally see LeBron being like, I will make this work. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, like, you know, we I already said he's best available. <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like, if you're, if you're looking for, to me, if you're looking for the guy who's going to come in and – and when he's on the court, like, put his nose down and, and do the, like, grit and grind work that you want, you go with Noah. Um, I don't think Gortat fits in at all in this equation. I just think he's totally washed. Um, right. If you want a guy who fits LeBron, like, schematically and can spread the floor, you go with Spades. But if you just want the best possible player and you're going to figure out mm-hmm. the fit along the way, you go with Dwight Howard. Um, I don't love right. it. Like, I, I don't think anyone does. But, right. I like, I can be – you could twist my arm into saying, like, Dwight Howard might actually somewhat be a better fit if LeBron can get him to buy in and do what Dwight Howard is good at and not, right. like, you know, Which, submarine I mean, a team. 
Right. I mean, Dwight does what Dwight does. He gets a double-double. I mean, it's not hard. I mean, how hard is it for him to do that? I mean, he probably could sleepwalk through a double-double if he needed to. Right. He's still, I think that. But that like my thing is like you know? you're not gonna get you're not gonna get catches in the post. Like, we're not doing that. I get I get like, what you're saying. Yeah. Right. And like so like that that would be the thing. Like I would I would like sit him down with uh, Dwight yeah. or I'm sorry with LeBron and AD and be like, Yo, dude, look, mm-hmm. this is like if you want to come play here in LA with us, like this is what we want. We want somebody who's gonna pound and get rebounds. Like we want you like you you get ten and ten you know or, or or twelve and twelve or whatever it is like fuck that we want you to get six and like fifteen like we want you to like just like annihilate the paint make everybody who comes in there like hurt um and like we're but we're not gonna feed you in the post dude there's way too many better options i.e. LeBron or AD. Like it, it doesn't matter who the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever. Um, like it, there's two way better options on the court. Like you're not gonna be catching like, uh, like catching the ball in the post. It's not gonna happen. Right. Um, nope. So like if he buys into that, it's not your sure. team. Um, well, and I honestly, I do. I kind of trust LeBron's, um, his kind of way of of having a um like a a stamp on how the locker room is conducted. Uh and I, I, right. I do. I think he will be um kind of the the kryptonite, if you will, to like Dwight's um you know, uh antics. Like he'll just shut that shit down. Uh I I think it's possible. I, I mean I don't know and again I think it's I think you're you you're treading water here. But at the same time, it's probably your best option at this point. It really is. Yeah, I agree. I don't uh, disagree at all. Um, I, again, I'm, I'm not. I think Dwight still has something in the tank, and uh, he's been like pretty much been a whole season rested. Uh, and maybe it's redemption True. time in LA. You know what I mean? You know, just second chance. So this is his chance, and with better handles right. than LeBron, you know, instead of an older. Yeah. Very disheveled Kobe Bryant. There's my team, motherfucker. Right, and that's and that's the other thing is like LeBron has no ties to Kobe. Like LeBron's not right. fucking concerned about that. Now the interesting thing is obviously, um, you know, your GM has some ties to Kobe, um, but obviously if they're entertaining the notion, like obviously he's not holding on to any like sort of um, grudges or any anything that might have happened there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think, I think Polinka is looking at this, like, who's the best fucking center we can get right now. And the best fucking center you can get right now is Dwight Howard. Cause you don't have any trade assets. You have nothing to trade right. unless you want to trade Kuzma. And it's just like, I, I, what, I mean, would you do Kuzma for Sabonis? What I do, uh, Kuzma for Sabonis? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I thought about I like this the other day. I, like I was them. like, well, yeah, but like, I like if you're Indiana, you have Miles Turner. <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's I what know. I'm saying. Like, if you're Indiana, maybe you wouldn't want to do it, but you you have Miles Turner, who's more of a four. Mm. And if you could, if you could get the bonus, 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. More of a five. I'm sorry. Um, and 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 so if you could do that, and you could get Sabonis, and then like Kuzma would be a much better fit next to Turner, and Sabonis, right? If AD yeah. wants to play the four, and and LeBron wants to play the three, then like at least Sabonis could be your Sabonis starting could center. Definitely play the five. Right. I know right. they're going to try and him if you're out the Lakers, this season. Right. right. If you're, if you're the Pacers, you still have two years of Kuzma's rookie contract versus one year of Sabonis. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of trying to think outside the box. I mean, I think Kuzma's more valuable because he's got still two years left on his rookie deal. But, like, if you're the Lakers, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I, I think having a guy like Sabonis on your squad who can – you know, essentially do all the things that Dwight can do, I don't know, but better but shoot. for he can shoot. a lot longer. <laughs> and he can shoot. Like, um, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I did think about that, but I don't think that's on the table. I don't think they want to trade Kuzma. I think if they – I don't had, think so either. At least not right now. I mean, maybe later. Right. We'll think they, about it. <laughs> yeah, it would be like a last-ditch type of effort. They probably should have done the trade already. If we're being honest, yeah, like they probably should have done the right? But they haven't, wow. so they're probably <laughs> not going to. But that's all, that's the only one that I or, can really think of that that like makes sense as far as getting a a player back who's on a rookie deal, who's somewhat equivalent and plays the five. Like I can't like or, you know you maybe you could throw out like someone like Jakob Pertl. like he had, he's not on that level. Um, so total no, yeah. definitely not. No, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you'd have to get a pick back, and yeah. San Antonio ain't dealing no picks. Like we poor, know this. Poor total. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. He didn't have the yeah, best year no. in San Antonio. I expect I expected more from him. Yeah, but I yeah. I mean, they played Aldridge. Like you said, they play Aldridge a lot at five. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well. We'll see. I I kind of like at this point. I just feel like Dwight Howard is inevitable. Like I feel like it just makes right. sense for the, <laughs> the, the LeBron the LeBron show Lakers. You know, like this right. isn't the showtime yeah. Lakers. This is the LeBron show Lakers. Um, he would and, fit into that circus too, so it would be fun to right. know, just have him on the roster. He's a storyline right. in itself. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it would just be fun to hear like the little back and forth, like you know, um, Ramona Shelburne coming out with like a piece midseason, like uh, you know, LeBron fucking hates Dwight Howard, <laughs> you know, like shit like that, or or even LeBron, like because LeBron, like it probably wouldn't, that probably wouldn't come out, like LeBron would be too like close to the chest with that, but you know, like maybe like Kyle Kuzma hates Dwight Howard, like and this is why, oh, yeah. you know, like something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a lot of fun. It, it, I, I think it's what we deserve. <laughs> like we, like as fans, as fans yeah. <laughs> Dwight Howard on LA again. It'd be funny. It'd right. be definitely a story. Um, I definitely enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, let's cross our fingers. Um, uh, but let's move on. We had a, um, a rookie survey. Uh, the NBA.com has done since uh, 2006, 2007. Um, yeah. And uh, wow. it's interesting. It's just, I think it's just interesting um, to look at what players think of their peers. 
Um, so it's interesting mm-hmm. in that sense. I don't, I don't but what like, they take don't too know. much from it or what they don't <laughs> right. know. I don't take too much from it, um, but I ended up calling this episode They Ripped Us uh, <laughs> as far as uh, – yeah, they ripped us, man. Um, you know, uh, as far as um, David Fisdale's famous uh, press conference yeah. speech. Um, that's the line that gets lost in the mix. Everyone remembers, take that for data. They don't remember, like, they're not going to rook us. Um, but that's, like, equally, like, it's, it's, that, those two lines are on par with one another. They're both great. Um, but anyway, uh, rookie of the year, Zion, no surprise. Um, I, I feel like we could just move on from that. That is that is what it is. Um, I mean, yeah. Best career. I'm, I'm, all right, yeah, fine. Best career. Yeah, you, no, I have nothing. I mean, yeah, it probably will. I mean, not a very hard decision. What was it ninety <laughs> percent? Uh, no, it was thirty-five actually. Um, John Whoa. Ray got twenty-seven. RJ got nice. five, and Cam got five. Um, five. Yeah. So I mean, that's that, magic number for that RJ. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. Yeah, I I think I honestly think RJ should be a little bit higher, just because he's gonna have the ball a lot in New York. <laughs> Um, they got. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'd give him a little higher than five percent, but I would give Zion higher than what thirty-seven, twenty-seven, thirty-five, no, thirty-five percent. Yeah. yeah, I give him higher than that. So, um, but right, yeah, I um, but that makes sense. But <laughs> like, all right, best career though. Cam Reddish, nineteen percent. He was the winner. I saw John that. Moran at six. No, right. John Moran at 16%, DeAndre Hunter at 11%, and then Zion tied for fourth place at 5%, along with RJ, Jackson Hayes, and Kobe White. Um, See, this this to me, like, this just kind (laughs) of seems like a bunch of of dudes, like, voting for the guy they like, who is Cam Reddish. Like, he seems like an easy dude Mm -hmm. to get along with and whatever. And, like, mm-hmm. not voting for the guy that they think is just being overhyped because of all the hype that's surrounded Zion. So, like, they're just like, right. yeah, man, he's not as good as everyone says he is. He's not going to have the best career. And it's like, dude, I mean, maybe not. I mean, none of us know. But, like, to put DeAndre Hunter in front of Zion Williamson? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, DeAndre Hunter's going to be, like, a really solid 3 and D guy. Like, his... I mean, granted, like, sure. Like, if you want to go the highest of the highest of feelings for him, sure, you could take Y Leonard. I think that's crazy. Um, but, like, I'm looking at him like, I hope you turn out to be basically like Otto Porter, who can, like, who's bigger, a little bigger and stronger version of Otto Porter, who can, like, slide over and play the four more comfortably. Like, that's what I'm looking at for, for uh, Hunter. Um, and hopefully, you know, um, uh, a version of Otto Porter that you don't have to eventually pay a max contract to. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, like, there's no fucking way that, like, he should be higher than Zion. Like, that's fucking crazy. Or R.J. Barrett. Um, like, Jackson Hayes, Kobe White, I could see him being higher than those guys. But, like, R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson? Are you fucking kidding me? That's fucking crazy. Like, in these, and like people who received votes but like weren't in the top, like Jarrett Culver, mm-hmm. like I, I would put him higher. I would put Darius Garland mm-hmm. higher. Um, like, there, there's a lot of guys that I would, I would put 
above him. And like, don't get me wrong. Of course, I love him. Like he's a fucking hawk. You know, I got I got all infinite love for him. But like, and then with Cam Reddish, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I think Cam Reddish, like, if he can figure it out, and I think he lucked out as far as coming to the Hawks, as far as like the system and the fit and everything else. Um, mm-hmm. But like, do I think he's gonna be the person in this draft class who has the best career? Like, no. There's like four or five guys that I would take ahead of him at least. Um, I I don't know this. It just it it seems to me like this particular question um, maybe kind of hit a nerve with some of these rookies where they're like fuck Zion with all his hype. Uh, a little jealous. <laughs> the hype, yeah. Um, do you do you see it that way? Do you? I mean, it, it, I, I I can't help but see it that way. Yeah, I, I kind of do see it that way. It's one of those things where, like, they seem to be all in agreement that he definitely might win rookie of the year, but a lot of it might be because of all the hype. <laughs> they think there's probably a lot of hype in Zion. Maybe they don't believe in him as much as the rest of the, the country does, or at least the, the, the NBA people do. Uh, so there might be some, you know, some, some jealousy there. On, on the side of Zion and even RJ, who they, they seem to have taken the spotlight in Duke, even over Cam, and maybe just out of spite, they're like, "Yeah, oh, Cam is definitely gonna be better than those two guys." Right. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's kind of funny. Um, like I don't know. Uh, I think it's a, another thing that's of interest. Um, when they made these uh, picks last season. Um, they uh, they picked um, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. to have the best career. Yeah. Um, and it, it and Trey Young and Luca were like six and seven, <laughs> or seven and eight, yeah. something like uh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They weren't even like, looking it was, at it was ridiculous. choices, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. So like we, we can we can preface all of this with you know, maybe they don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe they don't know all of what they're talking about. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, biggest steal, biggest steal of the draft. Um, that was a tie. It went to Bull Bull at 44, and Kevin Porter Jr. at 30. Um, I I can see both of these guys because of how late they were taken. Um, Kevin Porter was like a good, like really conceived as like a a, a lottery pick, and at Bull Bull was too before like. I guess the, the season lingered on and, you know, like the, the, a lot of his tape was reviewed and his defense maybe wasn't as great as, you know, his block percentage led people to think it was. And, um, you know, he, he had the, obviously the foot injury and the, the drive questions. Um, so, that, you know, that's what ended up him, with him falling. Uh, with Kevin Porter, it was more of the off-the-court stuff. You know, he got suspended at USC. Um, and I think that had a big deal as to do why he fell. I, I, I don't have a big gripe with both of these. My biggest gripe is that nowhere on this list, as far as who made the top 5%, is Brandon Clark at 21. Like, Brandon Clark, dude, like, yeah. that's to me, and you know this, uh, that's my biggest deal yeah. in the draft. They took him at 21. This kid's going to be fucking great, and they got him paired next to, like, the perfect counterpart in Jaron Jackson Jr. He's just going to slide right in and fit his role, man. He's going to be so fucking good there. He's so athletic. Um, and all the only thing he can't do is shoot. 
And when you got a fucking center like Jaron Jackson Jr., or a guy who's eventually going to play center, um, like Jaron Jackson Jr., um, who can shoot, um, just, you know, because uh, I think a lot of good compliment. Um, yeah. Right. And I think a lot of what has to do with like who becomes the biggest deal is who took the guy who they can make fit in their system. Um, that has mm-hmm. a lot to do with who becomes the biggest deal. Um, like for instance, Clay Thompson was taken number eleven. Um, in uh, his draft class, uh, and a mm-hmm. lot of probably he was probably the biggest steal of that draft. There was tons of people taken ahead of him that like weren't like nearly fucking as good as Clay Thompson. Probably like most right. of the people taken ahead of him. Um, but like part of what makes him so fucking great is the fact that he's next to Steph Curry, and and vice versa. Part of what makes Steph Curry so great is he's got Clay Thompson next to him, um, and Draymond. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for both of those guys. Um, so, like, fit, right. I think, has a lot to do with it. Um, I don't see Kevin Porter, have, like, as being the best fit in Cleveland because I just don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, I mean, they just drafted another point guard to go along with that. Yeah. So, like, what are you, you going to play, two point guards and a shooting guard? Is that, like, is that your plan long term? I don't think so. Um, and, no. and, and all guys who are looking to, like, shoot, like, all guys who are primarily, like, scorers, um, so like none of those guys fit together really. Um, and then like with Bol Bol, it's like, dude, you have Jokic. I mean, you, you basically took him to, to, you know, just cause it was, it was like basically too, too good to pass up at that, at that place. But right. basically I, I feel like what you're basically doing with Bol Bol is you're drafting him. You're, you're going to like, kind of like utilize him, uh, as some kind of trade ship. Um, that you might be able to, like, you know, figure out in the future. So, like, I, when I'm addressing, like, who I think is going to be the biggest deal, I don't think either one of these guys necessarily fit it, even though they could. I think what makes a lot more sense is a guy like Brandon Clark, a guy like Nazir Little, who fell to 25. Um, obviously, the Blazers could definitely use, um, you know, his kind of work. Uh, Grant Williams is another guy with Boston. I definitely think he could work out. So, anyway, uh, what do you think about all this? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it is again. It's one of those situations where like they're kind of talking out of their ass. <laughs> like, no, I don't disagree. I think Brandon Clark is one of, uh, a good choice. As one of those under the radar, like whoa, no one saw that coming. Uh, I think, yeah, but I think uh, the obvious choices were Bull Bull because that guy was supposed to be a lottery pick apparently, and <laughs> fucking fell in the second round. He's like, how did he fall that far? See, Don't get me wrong, I, there was a part of me that was like holding on, like please get Bull Bull. <laughs> <laughs> well, but see, that's what I'm saying. I think that's that's what they're looking at. They're looking at the fact that he was a yeah. lottery pick, and that's right. it. And and but he I fell right. Like, Same thing with right. Kevin, a lot of people had Kevin Porter hired too, and that's another reason that they're they're like, oh, definitely sleepers. Like, like those are definitely good picks. They were they they were good picks at their where they fell because no one expected them to fall, but they obviously fell for a reason too. So, um, you got to look at that. So it's one of those things where oh, there's there's something wrong there, but maybe not. Maybe it's just one of those things. Maybe people are just being too overly cautious and shit, and it might work out for the teams that ended up drafting them later on in the draft. You know, because in the end they did get probably passed over in the beginning, <laughs> especially a bull bull. Um, 
Then you have who who won it? Who had the highest percentage? It was Bobo Bo and Porter, both. right? Is that, is that Port? Right. Yeah, that's right. It was a double. It was a double uh, percentage. I think. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea who's going to end up being the the best value. It's probably like I think a guy like maybe like Carson Edwards or some shit from Boston. You never know. Sleeper guys like, oh, right. he's good. <laughs> uh, but I have right. no idea, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, none of us do. But like, I mean, I I definitely think that if if you want if you want to try to judge like best deal again, like that is like really important with something like that. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't true, know. I just true. think, I, I just think with Clark, like that's a, that's a big plus that he's got going for him. And that's why I also like Grant Williams. That's why I like Nazir a little like fit. It matters um, with, with something like yep. that. I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily being considered by um, amongst their peers, but anyway, all right, let's move on. Uh, most athletic, uh, Zion, eighty-seven percent. Um, thank you. That's what okay, yeah, right? Of course, I don't think I've ever seen well, anybody that freakish. <laughs> right. Uh, like they yeah, got yeah. this right. Yeah. Brady I mean, Clark came size, in with eight percent, so that's cool. Yeah, like, I mean him. A little nine he's good him. too, right? He's not as right. thick, but like Zion, but um, on another one. Yeah. Because of how big he is, not that he's athletic, he is super athletic, but he's big and athletic. He's like a mini tank. Right. <laughs> to see that kind of combination <laughs> yeah. is rare. You know, it's like it's insane. Like Brandon Clark it's is still thin, of. regardless. Yeah, it's just not a common. He's not a normal athlete. He's not. He is not. It's like, like if you look at to me another anomaly are guys like fucking Antetokounmpo and Durant. They're so tall and long mm-hmm. and can handle the ball and move like guards, that's not normal. <laughs> that's that's right. normal. So something something yeah. like that is athletic. Zion is similar, not as good at, uh, in terms of a handle, but I mean, he's not terrible either. Uh, but he's also right. not super tall because um, he's, what, 6'6 six, six or whatever. But he's so thick, and he can he gets right. up there. <laughs> it's crazy how strong yeah. and athletic he is. So, yeah, yeah they, they, they definitely they got that right. Round. Like, exactly. Yeah, they definitely got that right. Um, oh, yeah, so good sure. on them. No complaints there. Uh, yeah. Best shooter as far as the rookies. Tyler Hero um, won this one, thirty-three percent of the vote. Mm-hmm. Kyle Guy got some love uh, in Sacramento. He's that? probably in a vacuum the best shooter, um, but I just don't think he's gonna small. be an NBA guy. Yeah, Tough, yeah. He's small. He's, he's not small. athletic. He's dude. He's, yeah. He's, that's all he He's is. not going to be an NBA player, man. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's going to be tough like, for him. Maybe he can uh, be. You never know. But you know, like a. Ben right, Gordon. But, like, maybe. <laughs> oof. Not, don't even throw Ben Gordon out there, man. Like, Ben Gordon's way better than this kid. Um, I'm like just ben saying Gordon in terms of, like, really trying to Chicago, compare bro. size. Like, that's, yeah, he did. Okay, fine. Really good. And like, then he got paid I, and I stopped know. being good. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either, but like it, it, I think he had some injuries and stuff, but never did, yeah. like yeah, but like honestly, Kyle Guy kind of reminds me of like uh I want to say like um like a Ron Baker, like not as far as like except a shooter, Ron couldn't as shoot. As like, I'm about to say right, but Ron was but, like, Ron was what six four, right, right. I'm not, I know, I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's like a, a the same kind of player. I just mean as far as like 
like where they fit on an NBA roster, he's going to be a fringe guy. Right, right. He's going to be a fringe roster guy. So, I right, right, right. I, I agree with that. It, it, that would yeah. be my guess. Like, we'll see. Ron Baker um, will last as long as he did on pure hustle. <laughs> pure yeah, hustle. and on the, on the good graces of the Knicks. Like, that's it. Like, yeah, those for sure. Um, they hustled. They but, hustled uh, hard. I give them credit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and if he was just a little bit better, he, you know, maybe have gotten a, a contract right. from he Indiana actually, like yeah, J.J. McConnell. If he had a jump, right? If he had a jump shot, that'd be different. <laughs> right. Well, T.J. McConnell has a jump shot, but he didn't have a three-point shot. So like, oh yeah. It, but like yeah, T.J. Yeah. McConnell made that money in Indiana off of his hustle. Like, I like T.J. Absolutely. McConnell. I really do like T.J. I do too. <laughs> hey man, like, dude, I was say, I seriously, dude, I was looking at. Um, how many uh, like how many white American dudes are in the league nowadays? Right. And like, dude, it ain't a lot. It is not a lot. If TJ McConnell's one of the right. best of them, like he's probably the best like white. Point I like guard. He's probably the best white American point guard in the NBA right now. Oh damn! I had to think about it. It's hard. Yeah, I can't even think. Yeah. Of white American point guards. That There's start. None. Yeah, none. I mean, I maybe can't think of none. Yeah, maybe. He's, maybe Maybe you would give Tyler Johnson the nod, um for Phoenix. He's what? If, if he's you not, consider him a point guard. I don't think he's full white either. Oh, is he not? I see. I didn't even know. Huh. Yeah, he's probably not. I don't he's know like for sure. Team. I don't think he is though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Half breed. Yeah. I mean, they're all like this half breed, right. there. you can't tell. They're really light skinned. <laughs> Did you just say half breed? Lee probably is just Joel. Yeah. <laughs> half breed, half white, half black. That's what they are. <laughs> I don't think that's the wrong nomenclature. I'm just saying. I don't know what the actual but, nomenclature is. Well, it used to be uh, Milano, but, yeah, but I don't a lot. think that's preferred anymore. Yeah, that's, that's so. probably <laughs> definitely not happening. That's outdated. Yeah. <laughs> At least yeah, that sounds cool. I don't know about cool, Milano. <laughs> um, well, nevertheless, uh, yeah, I, I, I seriously, I do think he's probably the best white point guard in the league right now. Uh, white yeah, American white. point guard. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, like, I can't, can't, nothing's even white. coming to me. Yeah, yeah, pure yeah. white, pure um, white bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, white bread. There you go. I feel like that's that's probably what we should use from now on. Um, but anyway, let's get back right. to the topic. We'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Cam Johnson got third. Ty Jerome, Jordan Poole. Um, I, yeah, I think Cam Johnson could be the guy here. I mean, he shot great. Um, but again, it's just going to be like, can his hips stay healthy? I think Tyler Hero is probably the best pick because Cam Johnson doesn't really have a handle. So like, Tyler Hero can get right. his, his shot in more different places. So in that sense, mm-hmm. he probably is the best shooter. Like Cam Johnson's like right. probably the best spot up shooter. But Tyler Hero is probably right. the best overall shooter because he can come off of like screens. He can like, like right, shoot right. in a variety of ways. Where he's all white, very too. limited. Now we're talking about it. Uh, he yeah. was a shooting guard, yeah, though, right? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be he, good though. I, uh, he had a really good summer league, really good. Right. Yeah. Like it, it definitely made me like go back and look at it and be like, damn, maybe I had him too low on my um, on my big board. <laughs> yeah, he, I think he I had him like 24, me. 25, 26. <laughs> Somewhere in that range, right. and it's like when they took him at thirteen, I was like, I don't know about that. Um, but like, yeah, he looks good so far. Um, I like. Uh, I mean, he needed. <laughs> just, just, uh, just of note, um, your, uh, your, your boy Iggy got some love. He did, he did receive yeah. at least 
a vote, um, which I which think is nice. cool, dude. Like, man, yeah, I also <laughs> am happy. I don't know if I agree I'm really with happy it, too that. <laughs> Oh no, dude, he's a good shooter. Um, but I also like uh, no, Dylan no, Windler. Dylan Windler, yeah, got Windler. A, got a Shout out Windler. And he's a good nice shooter. Windler. That kid, and that kid, unlike Kyle Guy, he's gonna be in the NBA. I, I'm confident That's that kid's gonna be in the NBA. He's like six eight. He's tall. Yeah, he's <laughs> big. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty big. Kyle Guy's like six two, six ten. Big difference. Uh, I'm not sure no, Kyle he's like six four. <laughs> no, he's like six four, six short. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. Um, but uh, all right, moving on. Best defender uh, that went to mm-hmm. Matisse Thibel, uh out of Philly. Makes sense. DeAndre Hunter came in at, at second with twenty nine percent. Third went to right. Brandon Clark, Jackson Hayes, Nazir Little. Um, I think it's crazy. Bo Bowl got a vote, and I'm just like, <laughs> what? Somebody they, cares. <laughs> I, dude, Bo Bo is not a good defender. I don't care. Like, if you just watch basketball, you can, you know, Bo Bo is not a good defender. He's not, he's not just, just not good. He's bad. Like, yeah, he's super tall and he can block shots, but like, he's always out of position. He like never fucking. Um, he can't switch. He can't play on the perimeter. Like, he's he's so slow footed. Uh, his lateral movement sucks. Like, he's not good. He's not a good defender. He's never going to be a good defender. His body type just won't allow it. Not in today's NBA. Like, that's the thing. Like, you get by with that in the 80s when, like, you know, all you had to do was, like, patrol the paint. But, like, now you got to get out and fucking defend on the perimeter. Like, yeah, you can't do that. Um, it's like, if if you're going to design a defense, like, say, like what the Jazz do, where they try to, like, really um, limit Gobert having to move around and they try to keep him in the paint as much as possible – then you want somebody who's going to be, like, strong and fucking beastie. Like, mm-hmm. Gobert didn't start off that way, but he is now. Um, and nope, uh, yeah. I, I don't think Bobo is ever going to get there. I'm just saying. Um, but I do like Thibel. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good pick. He's a good perimeter defender. I'm glad Hunter um, slotted in a second there. I think Clark's going to be really good as well. Um, Jackson Hayes, we'll see. Um, I think he's got all the tools. Absolutely, he has all right. the tools to yes, be a great defender. Um, For sure. But, you know, that's like, you know, so did Andrew Wiggins. And, like, you know, so, uh, a, a lot of that is, point. A lot of that is <laughs> like basketball IQ and knowing where to be and when to be there. Um, and wanting I, I think, to stop. Right, and wanting player. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jackson Hayes, I think, I think it's going to take him a little longer than most people think. I think he's going to be a good player. I think he's going to be a second contract player. Like, I think – He's going to kind okay. of somewhat meander through his first contract, and maybe like in that last year, he gets like he starts to show like real signs of progress. Um, and maybe that's good. Maybe you get him on like a discount for a second year, and then he blows up like a Victor Oladipo or something like that. Um, you know, and that would be, you know, great as far as value. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I, I don't think he's going to make like an impact immediately. I mean, I, I look at Thibault, Hunter, and Clark, and I'm looking at those guys like those guys are going to be like coming to the league and like just start playing D. I'm Depends, really surprised yeah. that Jared Culver once again didn't make this list. Um, no love for Culver. Jared Culver like got snubbed <laughs> all over this list. Now, he didn't play summer league, um, but like I'm like, dude, like – he got drafted by Minnesota, and he's already been forgotten. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is not <laughs> fucking cool, dude. Already been like, forgotten. Damn. 
like all of his peers are just like I was a who? Um, and like it, he didn't get like he didn't like finish heavy in any statistic. Um, but like yeah, I think he's gonna be a really good defender. I think it's funny Bruno Fernando of my Hawks got a vote or you know a vote or two. Um, as far as his best defender thing, Bruno Fernando is never mm-hmm. gonna be a great defender. Like I mean, he might be a good defender. Um, he's he's never gonna be a great defender. I just he's he doesn't he doesn't you you just watch his tape. He doesn't play that way. Like again, I think this kind of goes back to the bull ball argument. Like yes, he's super athletic, dude. The dude is a beast physically. Um, and like you can teach a guy enough, but like something is just instinct. Uh, you know, things, you know, IQ, instinct, everything else. Um, and I, I just don't think he has it. I, 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 hopefully I'm wrong. Like I fucking desperately hope I'm wrong. Um, but I mean, I just don't, I don't see it from, from what I've seen anyway. Um, all right. Last one. Uh, best player, John Morant, obviously, um, 40% of the vote. Um, Garland got 15. Um, there were a couple other guys sprinkled in there. Um, this is obvious. John Morant was the best point guard in the draft. You're usually going to give the best. You're going to default to the best playmaker being a point guard. Um, one thing I was surprised about is that, uh, and I guess I'm not terribly surprised about it, um, but like uh, Zion didn't get any votes for this. Um, but passing. Well, I mean, he's he's a good like distributor. Like, I mean, he's he's got that going for him. But like, not not just this, but the fact he didn't get mm-hmm. any votes for this, but he did get votes for best shooter, or he, he at least got one really? vote for best shooter. Yeah, not yeah. no lie. Like he he got at least one vote for um, who, like who the rookie thought was going to be the best shooter, um, <laughs> and. Uh, like I would look at him and think that dude's gonna be a better playmaker than he is gonna be a shooter. So like that that was mm-hmm. where I was going with that. Um, right. But yeah, interesting. It's always interesting to see what like uh, I guess what what peers think of each other. Um, I do think I think the biggest one that um, I mean it doesn't irk me, but the biggest one that I'm just like, why is is Cam being best career like? I again, I'd fucking love it. I'd be so happy if he like ended up being having the best career out of any player in this draft. But like, seriously, like you can put him above all these other guys. I don't get it. Like, especially Zion and even RJ, man. Like, I just feel like uh, like Cam's in a better situation than RJ. But like, RJ's got more talent. We all know this. Like, so. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But like we said, like we said to begin, it's kind of it seems like it's a little bit of a popularity contest. Um, any more takeaways from this whole uh, Ricky survey before we move on? Then? Not much. You know, I think I agree with you. I think there's a, especially with the passing. I think you're gonna get. He's not gonna be the best passer. But I do. I do think RJ Barrett is a better passer than I even thought he was, <laughs> based on what I saw yeah. in the summer league. So. He's more well-rounded than I was expecting, so I was that was a nice bright spot there for me. Yeah, I always um, I don't necessarily like to do comps, but when I was like comping him, 
Like he he mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of like a uber athletic uh, Gordon Hayward. Um, and somebody else brought mm-hmm. up um, like a slight like a more athletic version of Jalen Rose, and I was like, that makes sense because I mean uh, Gordon Hayward basically. That, yeah. Yeah, like a like a Jalen Rose copy, kind of as far as like how he plays and um, approaches mm-hmm. the game. He's a better shooter, um, right? Because of the way the game's evolved and it being more of a necessity. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's how I look at RJ. Um, so like if he can be that, if he can be like Gordon Hayward, like 2.0 or Jalen Rose 2.0, like the best possible version of that kind of player. Um, yeah, that's the, the fucking um, you know, as Michael Jordan would say, the ceiling is the roof. Like, the motherfucker gets <laughs> take off. Um, so yeah, but we'll see. I, I was a little disappointed too that I, I didn't see. Um, I I I don't feel like we saw enough of RJ in those um, in those polls. But I don't know. Maybe right. it's a Canadian thing. Maybe all these American players are like fuck that Canadian motherfucker. <laughs> um, hey, who knows? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think a lot goes into this um, that you know maybe we don't see or don't know. So, um, but anyway, let's move on. I want to talk a little bit about Kevin Pelton's uh, playoff projections. So he did this okay. using real plus minus. Um, oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, you know how I feel about that. Um, it's about mm-hmm. the same way that Greg Popovich feels about that, uh, apparently. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, nah, um, I want to talk about it. Uh, so we'll go with the East, and then we'll go with the West. Um, so this is how okay. we project the East breaking out. Um, Milwaukee, one. Boston, two. Philly, three. Orlando, four. Toronto, five. Miami, six. Indiana seven and Brooklyn number eight. What do Crazy. you think about? I will we'll maybe talk more broadly at the end of this about how real plus minus is gauged and how effective it is at doing its job or whatever. But what I mean, just what do you mm-hmm. think about his um, his projections as far as um, the, the seeding is concerned in the East specifically? Well, I do believe yeah, I believe it's ludicrous, Nick. No, no, I have no idea. Um, I do believe, uh, based on his plus minus, he's he's got a majority of the right teams in there. I mean, I don't know for sure how many of them are actually going to be in there, but some of them are easily just to figure out. Like Orlando being fourth, I'd like to see the numbers on that. I'm very curious how he got that from. Um, I don't know if Orlando's going to be fourth. Uh, I could be wrong, um, but we'll see. Um, no, I think be, I think he's sleeping on some teams, uh, but I think the majority of the guys he has in there are right. Uh, I, I do have Brooklyn a little bit higher. Uh, I do have Boston in there, Milwaukee. Uh, How dare you? I have what? <laughs> what? Have Brooklyn what, what, what? higher than eight? You should have a miss. I know. I should. I really should. Those fucking bastards. <laughs> uh, but you know, just being to not try not to be non-biased. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay ten to one odds that Jawan has them missing the playoffs. <laughs> oh, he definitely has them missing and the Knicks making. I mean, I have the Knicks making too this year, but uh, he definitely probably does have them. <laughs> Vice versa. I can't believe that. I can't believe you have the Knicks making it, man. 
I do. I do. I think they I have a chance. I really do. Coming out, man. I'm not saying they I don't usually have a stay away from it. Well, I don't. I, yeah, I, 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 I get I, it. I'm not. I'm not bringing up anything in the past. I'm just saying this year in particular, I can't see them I making the playoffs. I don't trust enough of the bottom of the East to say that they're worse than fucking the bottom half of the East. I just don't. Just, I, I don't I see think, that. As the, I would they're drastically worse than the eighth or seventh seed. I don't no, see no, that. No, no, no. I wouldn't say that either. I would just <laughs> say any of these eight teams that are in there, um, like, you know, are are better than them. And I would argue yeah. that uh, that Chicago would be like that that team that I think has we're on the best par. Um, yeah. And then, I think and Chicago then you Detroit. And... So you'd have to be better yeah. than Chicago yeah, and Detroit and and at least one of those other eight teams. And I I just don't mm-hmm. see it. I I do, and I know you don't because who does? Nobody does. If you listen that's to true. everybody else in the summer, uh, so but that's fine. Somebody has to. Hey, you know me. <laughs> so, I listen. I'm just I'm just calling yeah. it like I see it. I'm I'm not saying it's just I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying that's just the narrative. If Knicks can't get shit right this year. It doesn't seem like nobody's on their side. So it's whatever. It's just how it is. Uh, so I I don't. I think they thought it. I think they brought in enough veterans. And I think if if the youth plays up to potential, uh, they have a chance, and and that's all I'm living off of that. I think the the kids, at least at least enough of them, will play well enough where they at least squeak in. So I really hope for an eighth seed because I I really don't want to not miss the playoffs this year. It'd be it'd be nice to at least make a run, even if it's not making the playoffs and barely making it. I prefer not that not being the case, but at least you know we tried, and that that that's even good yeah. for me this season. You know. Yeah. But it depends how good the East um, looks, too. You know, it's one of those things where, like, a, right. an under 500 team in the East makes it. Well, then, you know, I'll feel worse. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably what's going to happen. They're probably the eighth seed will probably be under 500. I would, but that's why I um, don't. <laughs> that's why I'm not super upset about me picking the Knicks to possibly make the eighth seed. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, I I just look at the I just look at the field. I guess, and I think um, yeah. continuity and other things like I just, you know. But anyway, I, I um, as far as the East is concerned, I agree with you. I think Orlando, like I'm, I'm actually, I think I'm higher on on, on Orlando than most, um, mainly because again, we'll, we'll go back to what I said, <laughs> continuity. Um, right. No, no, no. I don't think I'm, I'm not that high on them. Um, but like, there's <laughs> a lot, of, there's a lot of people who. Like they're they're like over under is thirty nine and a half. Like mm-hmm. I, like if I was a betting man and I'm not, I, don't, I just don't bet on things really. But if I was a betting man, like I'd take that over like super fucking quick, man. They like, dude, they like Vucevic, um, is like all their everybody's back. Vucevic is back. They brought Ross back. Um, they brought Kim Birch back. Um, like they everybody down to the wire. Um, and like yeah. all of they didn't make enough changes. Have, yeah, but yeah, all of these young guys still have potential to get better, and the East got worse. Like so, like what are we talking about here? Like they stayed the same, and the the teams around them overall got worse. So like they're gonna be, I think they're gonna be better than last year. And I think I'm still waiting, but I think Jonathan Isaac is gonna be like that dude who takes that. That next step, like I, I really think he has that potential. Um, and I still think Aaron Gordon can get better. Um, 
I think like what you got from Vucevic last year is you just hope you can maintain that. I don't think he's going to be much better than that. Uh, he was obviously the best player last year. I think you're definitely praying that like nothing like happens to DJ Augustine because like you know I mean you ain't got much going on in in the way of replacing him if something does happen. Unfortunately, um, I mean I, I guess you're hoping Markel Fultz makes that you know something happen. Um, but it's not not a bankable um, thing. Um, but nevertheless, like I, you know, I didn't like their drafts. I didn't particularly like their off season. But as far as their chances in the East this year, I think it's going to be another a playoff team again. Um, I really do. I don't think they're going to be fourth, but I I think they'll be in there. Um, the other thing that kind of stood out to me was Boston above Philly. Um, yeah, that's like, weird. Don't get me wrong, like. <laughs> I I'm I feel like I'm higher on I got Boston third I think I still haven't finalized like my East and West and we'll obviously do this in the near future um, as far as our, our predictions um, but like Philly I I mean I just feel like Milwaukee and Philly are going to be one two in some order um, like I I just don't see Boston like dude like I get it you replaced Kyrie with Kimba but you you lost Al Horford. And you're replacing him with Cantor. Like, I I like Cantor. I really do. But he's not even close to the level defensively that Al Horford is. Um, and he's honestly not even close offensively. Like, he's a better rebounder. Um, and Much better. Oh, yeah. He's a great rebounder. And that's about it. Sure. <laughs> that's about it. This is pretty much yeah. nothing else. Not a better defender. Didn't have a jump he's shot, not really, really even a better shot blocker. Uh, um, no, he's not. He's not a good shot blocker. Not even a good help defender, honestly. No. <laughs> um, nothing. Um, no. He's. I mean, he has hustle. He hustles a lot. He will get those like offensive po- rebound points. Uh, he'll. He'll definitely he'll do some shit in the paint, but it's not like he has a a, a post game. But you know what I mean. So. It's, He's limited. He'll definitely generate right. a double double for you, but it's—I don't want to say empty, but it's kind of empty stat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just—it's um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would agree with you. It's not necessarily empty stats, but it's—I um, feel like we could come up with a better phrasing for that. But yeah. it's, it's at a—it's at a cost. The stats are at a cost. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess yeah. And yeah, and like. I just think Philly is is yeah. They, I mean, they're gonna have to gel. They're gonna have to figure everything out. They've got a lot of new pieces. Well, like, they just got a much better rotation. Like especially like if if Zaire Smith comes back and he's a guy and Matisse Thybul like shows up and he's a dude who can like give you valuable minutes. Like if they can like, I like him. sort of run rotations like so you know so that. Essentially, you could stagger um, Embiid and Horford, um, and so you get like all your backup center minutes with Horford, and then you just slide everybody down because Richardson can play the three. Obviously, Harris can play the four, um, and then you just plug in those other guys at the two. Like, I don't know. I I think there's a lot of different ways this this roster can can work. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be a Milwaukee Philly. Boston at two seems crazy to me. Um, the the only other one that I I 
kind of took objection to was Brooklyn at eight. I think I agree with you. I think Brooklyn's going to be better than eight. Um, yeah. I just think I, like, in the middle. I feel. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like this. Like I feel like Kyrie's better than Russell. Like I, I don't think that's even crazy. Just like I feel. Like, let me say this. I feel like he's a lot better than Russell. Um, and I don't think that's abstract um, at all uh, in thinking that. Like I, I don't know. Maybe some people do, but like, dude, mm-hmm. he's way better than D'Angelo Russell. Like he just is. Like he's way fucking better than D'Angelo Russell. Um, like you look at all like like D'Angelo Russell's. D'Angelo Russell never gets to the free throw line. He doesn't draw fouls. Um, like, as far as if you if you just look at counting stats and everything, sure. Like, D'Angelo Russell had a really good season last year. He made an All Star appearance, all that. I just think he's overrated. I don't think he's as good as people think he is. Um, and I think Kyrie arguably has become underrated because of all of the off court stuff that he had going on in Boston. I think people just in general are kind of sleeping on him as far as, like, A, how good of a season he personally had last year, um, and, like, uh, how, how like, the right kind of system could fit with him. Um, and I just look at the other pieces on this Brooklyn team, and they're just all, like, really good complementary pieces. Um, like, none of them may be short of, I would say, um, uh, Karis LeVert, um, you know, are, are like have that like I need to like have a superstar. I need to, I, I'm a superstar like in the making. Like I could, I could become one. I mean, I I'm not even saying like Levert has that mindset. I'm just saying he has the game that would translate to that sort of mindset. Um, whereas you know in Boston he had like three different dudes um, in Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, thinking we are going to be superstars, and then and then. Of course, Hayward thinking, I am a superstar. I need to get back to where I was. That's a lot to juggle. Um, with Brooklyn, you just have all of these guys who are just like, great role players. Um, like, I mean, you go down the list, you got Dinwiddie, you got Lavert, you got fucking Joe Harris, just a quality spot up shooter, um, Torian Prince, Rodian's Kurix, uh, Zanin Musa, uh, uh, Jared Allen, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Um, just like all these guys, like these are all good basketball players. Um, and like none of them are great, but I think you get enough out of any one of them in a given night. Um, I just think, I think they're going to be better than the eighth seed. I really do. I think they will be like between four and six would be my guess. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, that's where I go. Five, six. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in that, somewhere in that range. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, uh, I did like the fact that he, he there, there was some love th- thrown Orlando's way just because of the, like, I think a lot of people got him missing the playoffs this sure. season. I'm just like, really? It just seems weird to me. Um, but all right. Uh, anything on the East before we move to the West? Him. <laughs> <laughs> you don't uh, I don't trust him. Is what I said. No, I don't trust him. Um, I'm not sure if what happened last year was an anomaly or not. I gotta I have to see more. That's fair. <laughs> uh, That's fair. Yeah, but yeah, yeah we saw it with Charlotte. Like the last time, uh, the last time you trusted a team that made the playoffs for the first time in a while, they didn't make it for like three years in a row. So, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Charlotte was scared. I mean, Charlotte, I trusted them, and they let me down. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you never know. And there's a couple teams down in that Eastern dungeon where it's like they play right. They can make, even though Atlanta, they got a lot of young guys, but they hit hard and right. they play strong. And it's a chance they can probably make an East team. It's just a matter of sticking with it. And it's like who's going to defend right. and who's going who's gonna, to, you got to establish who your go to guys are. Uh, and it's just a matter you know of the most. You know why I don't think Atlanta's going to make it this year? And I'm fine with it. Like it's, it's, it's totally cool. Like I don't, honestly, I don't want us to make it this year. I want us to get like another. Yeah, I just want us to get another chance at the lottery, um, and and do what we can do with that. Um, like for one more year, and then next year I'll be all in. Let's yes, let's make a playoff run. Um, our our we have the hardest schedule. Um, uh, for the first half of the season. Um, of any team in the in the NBA, um, so you like couple that with all the new pieces, the like rookies that you're going to be playing big minutes. Um, it it just doesn't translate to me. Like we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of losses early, um, and that's just that's just the way it is, and that's fine. Like I'm not I'm not complaining about it. Like I mean I I'm not one to be like, you know this is unfair, blah, 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 it just is what it is. Um, but, like, you know, the fact that we have such a young team, you would, if you were trying to make a playoff run, you'd rather have, like, the easiest schedule at the beginning of the season and the hardest schedule down the stretch so you get, like, the games that you could build your way up to playing the best competition. Like, we're just going to go right out and, and have, like, a, you know, 15-game stretch where we're playing, like, potential playoff teams. Um and that's just going to be really hard to overcome. So I I don't see it for us. I see it more for Chicago. I think Chicago is more primed um, to make a run this year um, out of yeah. the bottom dwellers. Um, and even the Knicks, man. Like, I don't think the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. But, like, I think – I know it's crazy. I don't even think the Knicks will necessarily finish with a better record than the Hawks um, when it's all said and done because, you know, I, I think um, – I think there will be some trades that happen at the deadline. I don't think that's their goal, yeah. is I guess what I'm getting at. Um, so yeah, I don't necessarily yeah. think they're going to finish with a better record, but I think if you were to look at their roster and look at the Hawks roster, um, even though I would say like the Hawks have probably like the two best like um, young players right now. Um, in in Trey Young and John Collins, um, I think mm-hmm. you make an argument for Mitchell Robinson in that mix. I will throw that out there. Um, my dude, but, man. Uh, my dude. God, dude, I love him. Uh, but Oof, I, I think just as far as like the the veteran pieces that the Knicks have, like make more sense on a team that's going to try to make the playoffs than Chandler Parsons and Jabari Parker and. Evan Turner, yeah. and <laughs> Alan a lot of those are <laughs> you know Yeah, what that's mean? what I'm saying. Alan Crabs, yeah. Parsons, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, the next so ones, like, like some of them were obviously brought in to help, uh, even though they're they're one year. Uh, <laughs> they're definitely tradable right. assets. But, uh, so, but I'm just saying, like as far as a as far as a bench, I think I think too much is made about the Hawks' really good young core, and not enough is focused on the surrounding talent to right. benefit that young core 
and I don't think that talent is necessarily there yet. Um, okay. And I, I don't think it's I don't I think I don't think that was I don't think that's what Schlink has been planning. Like I think he's said from the get go, we're not going to cut corners. Like um, like they could have gone out and re-signed Deadman this year, and that would have been helpful. Um, they they basically they could have gone out and done what the Sacramento Kings did this year, and just like sign like three or four dudes to like long term contracts. But like we want to win a championship, and that doesn't fit like a, a championship timeline. So yeah, like basically, Schlings was like, we're not going to do that, um, which I'm happy. But yeah, I don't I don't know I don't I don't think we're going to be uh, as good as a lot of people think we're going to be, but. We'll see. Um, but all right, let's move on to the West. Um, so the the way this this breaks down for Pelton's real plus minus model is Houston one, Denver two, the Clippers three, Utah four, the Lakers five, Warriors six, Dallas seven, and then Portland eight. Um, what do you think about the West? Because I think this is a as much as the East, the bottom of the East is kind of intriguing as far as who can make it, who can't make yeah. it, whatever. I think the West is more intriguing because it's it's more of who didn't make it. Who do you think is not going to make it? Because, um, I mean, there's, what, 11, 12 teams that, like, um, feel like they're actual legitimate playoff teams and not just teams like the Bulls or the Hawks or the Knicks. That are like, well, mm-hmm. you know, because they're in the East, they could make it. Um, right. Like if the Pelicans were in the East, I'd probably have them in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, what do you think about the way that the West breaks down in his model? Yeah, I. No, I totally agree. I think uh, I was just about to say that. I think the Pelicans are one of those teams where like they can possibly make it. Like, I'm not sure that Dallas will be in the playoffs, but I do believe they have a chance to make the playoffs. It's like I think the Knicks have a chance. I think Dallas definitely has a chance. Uh, as long as they stay healthy uh, and the two young, you know, gun guys play up to par, I, I, sky's the limit. Uh, but I'm still not sold on the overall team, you know, yet. I do like the pickup of Dallas right. right and you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I'm still not 100% sold. I think a team like no one who, who – Made moves to somewhat stay competent, even though they're, they're young. They brought in veterans like uh, uh, Favors and, and uh, Redick. And I think those are, and they still have Drew Holiday. So like stuff like that. I think they still have a chance to possibly make it in the bottom of the East. I mean the West. Sorry. Uh, so that's one of those teams. Uh, Portland. I'm not. Kind of, <laughs> I'm not falling for that again. I'm not falling. Uh, Portland definitely. Yeah. For me. Portland and Indy is blasphemous, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 they, they're going to be top four. That's what they are. Just top, especially on the regular season. I, I'm not falling for that shit again. Uh, nope. Shoot. Uh, I don't think Phoenix. Uh, yeah. Sacramento has a chance uh, for sure. Uh, I think that they almost did it last year. And I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they pulled it off again this year. And San Antonio. I never discount San Antonio. As long as Coach no. Pop is coaching. Why does everyone keep doing that? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's crazy. I don't either. Definitely has a chance. That's, that's, that's no doubt in my mind. That San Antonio, as long as he's there, and now they got fucking um, who's name? Uh, the poor kid. Did I say Murray back? Murray, there you go. Yeah. Oh, 
Come on. There, 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 there's a chance they're making the playoffs for sure. That Western, that band, that's going to be nice. It's not even a chance, man. Like, they should be favored to make the playoffs. Like, they really should be. <laughs> like, sure. like, until they don't, like, what are we talking about here? Like, I don't care what the metrics say. And, you know, it's funny. I, I don't know. Um, my guess would be that this it had a little something to do with it. Um, but I mean, I don't, obviously, I don't know this to be true. But like, you know, when he was when Pop was asked recently what his his favorite stat was, and he he basically was like, I don't know, but I can tell you what my least favorite stat is: fucking real plus minus. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like it just so happens that Kevin Pelton has just recently released a fucking poll uh, based off real plus minus to have this person missing the playoffs. I don't think that's coincidence, honestly. Um, <laughs> Rob was talking about, we're talking about single game real plus minus um, versus, you know, um, projected real plus minus over the course of a season, you know, whatever. Um, but nevertheless, I, I still think that I, I talk about this all the time. Real plus minus is such a, it, it, it's such a tricky stat. It it has a place. It has a relevance. But I think um, I think ESPN. I don't know if it's because like they came up with it, but like they love to like talk about it a lot and like to like throw it out there a lot. And it's like it's not as valuable as you guys make it out to be. It's just not. Um, like there's there's especially when you're talking about like a player's value and you use it for a player's value. Because, like, so many things go into that. Like, um, who's this player playing on the floor with? Um, it's, it's basically like, you know how we all came to acceptance that player efficiency rating has its value, but it's, it, it was so overvalued for so long? Um, and, like, you know, we'd be like, wow, Inez Cantor has a 24.7 player efficiency rating. He's really fucking good. And it's like, well, but my eye test doesn't tell me that. It tells me, like, He's a liability on defense, and you know he can score and get rebounds. But other than that, he's not—he's not really that good. Um, that's because player efficiency rating doesn't really take that into account. It doesn't take into account his weaknesses. The same way, mm-hmm. like real plus minus doesn't take into account who you're on the court with. Um, it, it like, you know, so if like let's say you're um, you're a guy who is, um, you know, essentially uh, like a, just a cog in the wheel that is the Golden State Warriors. Um, and, you know, you play a lot of minutes next to Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Um, your, your real plus minus is probably going to be really fucking good. It doesn't, it doesn't showcase how good of a fucking player you are. Whereas if you're, say, Trey Young and you're playing on, you know, a fucking new team um, with – you know, a lot of young guys and everything else, um, you know, uh, and, and you, you know, your your defense isn't, like, set in stone yet and, you know, all of that, it's probably not going to be as good. So, like, there's just so many variables there. Um, I think it all needs to be taken with a grain of salt, um, as any sort of analytics do. Um, so that's my spiel on the whole real plus minus thing. As far as the Western Conference, um I totally agree with you. I'm not. I'm not picking Dallas to make it. I can tell you that right now. There's no way there I'm picking Dallas to make it. A, um, dude, I love Luca. Um, even though we traded him, and 
I, I like think that the, I, you know what it is really, man. It's like, I, it's almost like I'm pissed off that now all these other people love Luca and now they like, um, it's like, man, fuck y'all. I love Luca before y'all even knew his fucking name. Like, and y'all still can't even pronounce his fucking name. So like, you know, it, it pisses me off a little bit. Um, they're like, now there's this old Luca <laughs> Doncic bandwagon train. of fucking people. Um, yeah, man. And like, you know, they're, they're like, oh my God, this motherfucker is so great. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I've fucking known this for like fucking three years. Like, where the fuck were you watching Euro tape, your league tape, like fucking two, three years ago? Um, but, uh, nevertheless, like, so like I do, I, I still love the kid like he, he he's gonna be a really fucking great NBA player um but like you have to deal with working for Zingas in making that gel yep. um making sure for sure healthy, healthy. Right. right and then <laughs> and then fitting in everybody else around them like I don't like the yeah. way they've constructed this team and I know I've told you this before I don't either I just, not 100% I I don't I don't think it's 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 I don't think it's a great um Blueprint it's not, for it's success, not right honestly. Right. right, it's not, and like, and I think, I, I, I kind of feel, it's interesting. I kind of feel the same way that um, uh, we have felt, and everybody has kind of felt about the way the Pelicans approached um, Anthony Davis. Um, and as far as like, they're like, oh my God, we got this guy, we got to fucking build around him now. Like he's got, we got to fucking win. Um, I kind of feel the same way about Dallas. Now, if they hit on Porzingis, if he's everything um, that he used to be and more, that that you know that could all fall by the wayside. But they gave up so much to get him, and then they committed so much long-term cap this off-season to like put pieces around them that I don't see. I can't quite see the fit. Um, it makes me nervous. Like I'm like, all right, well, you know, essentially what you're saying is we need these two guys to carry us. Um, so if like both of those guys aren't the best versions of themselves, then you're fucked. Um, and like, and am I counting on those guys to be the best versions of themselves this upcoming season? No, I'm not. I mean, Porzingis hasn't played in like fucking a year and a half. Like that's, that's a long time to be off a basketball court. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not there yet. You know, like maybe I'm wrong, but, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Um, I, mean, I, I think Portland. I think Portland being that low is crazy. I think San Antonio not being in there is crazy. <clears throat> and I think if there was one team I was I would bump out of any of these, it's, it's, it's the Warriors. Um, I just I, I I think they're gonna find it much harder to fucking like dominate without Clay Thompson than they fucking think it's. You know, they're, they're, than what they think. Like, Clay Thompson is so fucking quintessential to that team, and not having him for, like, more than the first half of the season and just, like, replacing him with D'Angelo Russell, who, again, I think is overrated. Um, I don't, that's not a smooth transition. That's not a, those two guys don't do anything that is similar, um, other than, you know, they're, they're both. Uh, relatively good shooters. Obviously, Clay is a great shooter, and D'Angelo is a relatively mm-hmm. good shooter. Um, but like, uh, so what? You're gonna have um, Angela like control the ball, and I get it. Like Steph can play off ball. He's really good at that. 
Um, but like normally you'd want to have the ball in Draymond's hands and those kinds of things. So what do you want Draymond to do when D'Angelo is controlling the ball? Um, there's a lot of questions here. Uh, they don't have a lot of depth. Um, you know, no, they, no, kind of sad. Right. Exactly. Um, so you're, you're basically relying on these, these young guys that you either drafted last year or this year, or maybe the year before. Yeah. To, like mm-hmm. one or two of them to take a big step up. Now, can, uh, Jacob Evans like take a big step up? Sure. Like he could, I'm not expecting him sure. to, I just haven't seen any, no. any, like enough from him to be able to think he could. I, I really liked him in that draft class. I think I had him ranked higher than 28, which is where they ended up taking him. Um, I but, feel about like, pool. Yeah, I don't like pool. I don't like him at, at where they take They took him at 28 again. Um, I, I like. So, yeah. I, it's not, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be that good. Yeah. I mean, he might be. I mean, hell, he could turn out to be like the next Jordan Clarkson, like maybe. But like, I, I, I don't know why you would draft that kind of guy there. Like, why wouldn't you just take Keldon Johnson there? Like a guy who could just like fit seamlessly, play some defense, hit some shots, fucking do a little bit of everything. I don't know why you wouldn't take him there. Um, so like, I don't know. That's that's. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not really high on them. So like, if anything, I would be obviously bumping Dallas and maybe bumping Golden State. I haven't quite convinced myself. I'm having San Antonio. Yeah, I'm not bumping Golden State. <laughs> That's fine. I don't think most people aren't, and I'm surprised that as many people don't see it the way I do. But like, I I, I and oh well, and here's the other elephant in the room. Do you really trust Steph Curry to like stay healthy the whole season? When's the last time he did that? Steph? You say Steph? Yeah. Yeah. When's the last time he did that? Three years ago. They still have D'Angelo Russell, but can D'Angelo Russell and Misfits win enough games in the West? Is the question. Yeah, and like, uh, what kind of a fit is D'Angelo and Draymond? Draymond's gonna fuck it, like talk so much shit to that kid. He's just gonna be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like yeah, this ain't right. how we fucking play ball here. Like, I really don't, I don't know. know. Like, I'm thinking about the bench. I'm like, I don't know, man. Uh, I, yeah, I, mean, I don't you know. I have it down. You got Evans. You got Pool. You got um. You got Evans. Back, um, Air, uh, McKee. Um. Right, that's his name, McKee. Something McKee. It's not Aaron McKee. Aaron, that was the yeah. Sixers six man. Uh, um, uh, I get, it. I got it because uh, my I have my spreadsheet. Let's see. <laughs> 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 I have you looked at yeah, it I'm yet? Pulling it up, I'm man. not sure. No, I haven't. Even on the phone, uh, Alfonso McKinney, not McKee, McKinney. There you go, um, Alfonso McKee. Yeah. yeah. And they drafted uh, Aaron him. Pascal out of Villanova. I like him. He's a okay. good player. Okay. Um, they got Willie Cauley-Stein. Um, that's, a, that's a good pickup for the amount of money. They kept Kevon Looney. That's good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you just look at these guys like – Stallman. Alec Burke. They traded for – Alec Burke. Right. Um, yeah, that's fine. They traded for Omari Spellman. Um, I did fat. Uh, <laughs> 
the hit um that they happened. got uh Glenn <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you know, you would hope being in the league for a year would help you slim down a bit, but not for him. Um and then uh you know what I think is funny though is um mm. uh remember like the when that, that um huge Lakers story broke and part of that story was um basically uh the Lakers thought they were going to be taking Amari Spellman because they had like two different war rooms. Um, but then Ross mm-hmm. Linka ended up taking Mo Wagner. Um, and the whole reasoning mm-hmm. was because Amari Spellman was overweight. Um, and like, um, I remember that being kind of a big deal. And even I kind of made a big deal of it. Um, and then like, you know, three months later, like the Hawks traded Amari Spellman because they were basically like, yeah, you're fat. Get off our team. <laughs> like cause we didn't get <laughs> much back for him. And it's like it's like uh maybe maybe I shouldn't have rested judgment on you, Rob Palinka. Like maybe you made the right decision. I don't know. It's not like they kept Mo Wagner either, so you know, it's not like it means anything in the grand scheme of things. But anyway, I thought it was funny. Um Glenn Robinson the third or yeah, is it That's the right. third? Glenn Robinson the third. Um, the third. Maybe he could do something. I don't know. There's just not a lot going on here. So, like, I, I mean, I basically – I look at this team and I'm like, if Steph Curry plays 65-plus games, they'll probably make the playoffs. If he doesn't, they'll probably miss the playoffs. Um, I'm not betting on him to play 65-plus games. I'm just not. I mean, he's 31 years old. He's, he's He hasn't been healthy the last two years. I'm not betting on that. They don't have KD anymore. Um, Clay's out for you know if they had Clay the okay. whole season, it'd be a different story. Even if they had Clay, they wouldn't have KD. <laughs> right, exactly that too. Um, and so it's like, do I think D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, and then like all these other dudes like can piece together a roster that's good enough to fucking like compete in the West? No, I don't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at this. So, basically, all of this is to say um, I think San Antonio is in. I think Dallas is out. And I think if there's another team that I'm going to put in, it ain't fucking Dallas. It's Sacramento. Right. Um, and I'm going to bump yeah, Golden State. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so. maybe. I don't know. Bumping is tough. I don't know. Uh, that that list aside from Dallas, I'm not sure who else I'm bumping. Uh, San Antonio is what I think is, I have the highest regards for. Uh and then after that, it's just basically uh, Dallas, Sacramento, and, and New Orleans can all fight over it, honestly. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm at with it. Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I'm not I, – I think people are a little too high on New Orleans, too. I I just – Possibly. I feel possibly. like they have – I just I'm feel excited. like they have <laughs> – no, I mean, I think I think – and I think the Pelicans fans should be excited. I just think they have too many pieces. They don't. They have too many pieces to to, to fill the puzzle. Um, like, I, I mean, I like. Don't get me wrong. I think signing JJ was like great, but like now it's like, where does Josh Hart fit? And like, yeah, if definitely. he doesn't fit, what do you do with him? I don't know. So, what, I, mean, we'll see. I think we talked about that last week. Nah, yeah. yeah, we did actually. JJ and. Uh, I forgot what the other guy's name they used a lot last year. Uh, damn, I can't remember his name. Um, Etwan Moore. <laughs> Etwan Moore, yeah. So 
It's question yeah. mark. So that that backup wing position is definitely a big question mark. Like who's getting in minutes? JJ is gonna get the minutes, but who's gonna play next to JJ? Because Etwan's right. small, so it's Josh. I mean, Josh's not super small, but it's not like he's a big guard. He's six five. Right. Uh, for shooting guard, that's small. I'm not small, yeah. but it's not well. Small. It's average. It's not big. You know I mean? Yeah. Average. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And Etwan Moore's small. He's six four. Yeah. Um, he's, he's got like four, a really yeah. wingspan. But you know, that's, sure. that's another guy. Not, so yeah. they don't really have, any, like, a lot they don't have a lot of links. They don't have a lot of links on the they wings. Um, so that's another. Yeah. That's another not thing. A, other than not um, experienced wings. Right. Yeah. Other than no. um, obviously uh, uh, Drew Holiday, that guy. who's only six four, but Drew, he's got seven yeah. foot wingspan. Um, yeah. And he's like, a which tough is, mofo. Yes, he is. Uh, Gotta yeah. love your holiday. They got um, the kid from last year too, Kenrick Williams. He's still there. Let's see if he gets yeah, some the I don't know how he's gonna get minutes, but he's good. I like him too. It's gonna be tough. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. But like, maybe they can make a trade. Maybe they can like cobble together some pieces and like ship them out and bring in somebody. Like, you know, the thing is, like, I don't necessarily feel like they're in position to trade for a Bradley Beal. Um, at this point, and obviously, yeah. like, it's like, would you really want to trade for Bradley Beal? Because even though, I, like, you know, we talked about this last week, um, as far as I think Lonzo could slide and defensively play the three. Um, so, like, if you brought in Beal, I think that could work as far as having Lonzo, uh, it, and you were able to keep Lonzo. Um, if you have, like, Lonzo, Beal, and Holiday, like, you could rotate offensively and defensively and make that work. Um, but, like, I don't know if you're in the position to where you make that move just now because, like, what happens if Beal walks in two years and then you just gave up all the pieces for him? Um, and then you're right back in the same fucking situation that you found yourself with. Like, you just have to be more cautious when you're a team like New Orleans versus a team like Los Angeles, the Lakers, or the Clippers, really, and, and basically being like, we'll give you everything. Just give us the player. <laughs> like, um, that's, you know... They have that that built-in advantage, um, but yeah, we'll see. I, 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 again, I just I I think the biggest thing for me is like Dallas, man. I just don't I don't think Dallas is gonna make the playoffs. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked oh, no. if they did. I I, I give them a chance. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Um, right. In fact, I'm saying again, I've got I've got them. I, I want to say tenth. I think I got Sacramento. Um, above them, uh, San Antonio above them, um, and then Portland above them as far as the teams uh, on this Portland, list. For sure. Um, so they would Portland. they would slide down to ten. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, the only reason I say them is because they're eighth on on this list. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it'll be fun to, to plot out. What you know? Obviously, we'll be doing this very soon to plot out our. Um, and our projections um, that are purely based off of our basketball instincts, no analytics concerned. <laughs> um, but hey, like if we're right, we could you know just fucking like you know that one year you picked Utah, or the one year I picked Indiana, and we were just basically like, hey, hey look at me, <laughs> like I'm, I'm fucking like you know basically just fucking yeah. took a took a. Took a shot and was like, hey, yeah, I, I nailed it. Um, but uh, anyway, all right, let's move on. 
so I want to start just briefly. Uh, Travis Link, uh, he received a contract extension and was promoted. Basically, just a title promotion. Like he's not really getting any more responsibility, as far as what I can tell. Um, but he was promoted to president of basketball operations for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I, I'm happy about this. Um, I, I, you know, we've had multiple discussions on on Schlink and what what he's done with the Hawks. Some of what I've liked, um, some of which I have liked, some of which I have not. Um, but for the most part, I think a he's done great as far as talent evaluation um, via the draft. Uh, I think he's done um, well as far as uh, like using money for fringe signings, um, i.e. signing Alex Lynn last year. Um, he signed Dwayne Dedman two years ago um, to like a, a really favorable team deal, and that ended up working out really well. Um, you know, he signed Jabari Parker this year. We'll see if that works out. Um, but he's done he's done a pretty good job in that manner. I think he has lacked a little bit as far as his trades. Some have been good, some have not. They've kind of tended more towards the not being good to me personally. Um, just as far as like the potential of what you like maybe could have accomplished. Um, but nevertheless, uh, you know, I think all in all, if you take those three things as far as you know, the main responsibilities of a GM. Um, he's nailed it on two of them and kind of gone half and half on the other. Um, so, like, if you're breaking that down into six, then you're five out of six. Um, it's pretty good. I think it warrants a, a contract extension. I'm glad the Hawks went ahead and fucking did it. Um, I like the continuity. Um, he, he's brought in um, his guys, uh, and, you know, I think, I think he's done well enough. Um, you know, to 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 warrant, um, you know, this team investing in him long term. Um, the way that essentially he's basically said, um, I'm going to make sure this team is built for the long haul. Um, so it it seems like a smart move to me. What are your thoughts? Uh, good for him. I mean, I mean, I don't know him as well as you do, so that's where one of those things were. Good, good. I hear names got promoted. Very nice. But truly, <laughs> I can just feel whatever you say, I agree with you. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Um, all right. Well, let's move on. Uh, all right. Let's get into – speaking of the Hawks, uh, let's get into the uh, duos, uh, best dynamic duos, volume four, the Southeastern Division – um, this is going to be really fun because <laughs> there's there's at least two, maybe three teams that I'm like, I don't know who the fuck the second player is on that team. There's one team I don't know who the first player is on that team. So um, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see where we get. Um, but we'll start with the Hawks. I think this one's kind of easy out of the bunch. Um, yeah, easy. I definitely think it's Trey Young, John Collins. That's your young duo. That's your two guys that you're building around. Um, we'll see what Kevin Herter does this year. Obviously, Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter coming in. Those are some good young players. But for now, anyway, it's definitely uh, Trey and uh, JC20. What are your thoughts? No, I 100%. I think uh, Trey Young and Jason uh, – not Jason Collins. What's his name? Um, John. Uh, damn it. 
John Collins. Anyway, it's such a plain name, and I always forget it. John Collins. Right. Um, John Collins and Trey Young, they're the future of the Hawks. Uh, I really like John, and I really like Trey. Um, there's, you can make an argument. Uh, no, you can't. There's really no argument to be made at the moment. Maybe in the future. It's really not. An argument. But yeah, as of right now. Let's try to say Jabari Parker, but fuck that. Right. Right. So it's like one of those things. Like that's an easy one. Does that duo uh, was made as soon as Trey got drafted? I'd say, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, moving on, Charlotte. Um, this is the one where I don't even know who <laughs> this is the hard one. to pick. <laughs> yeah, like, you go ahead. Like, I'll let you go first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> um, so I, I went with uh, Terry Rozier. And Miles Bridges, uh, mainly because I like Terry Rozier, uh, and unfortunately, him just showing up makes him one of the best players on the team, which says a lot about him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you have um, Miles Bridges, who I think has a bright future. Uh, I like what I saw out yeah. of him last year, uh, and you know, I, I think he has a chance to stick. And he did look good even playing the three, which I was a little I was a little concerned that because I think he was more naturally fit at the four, but he looked he looked pretty good at the three too. So I was happy to see what I saw out of him, and he's an athletic freak. So the future is bright with Miles Bridges, and uh, again Terry Rozier. I really like Terry Rozier. Uh, is he a starter? He has a chance to prove it this season on a team that desperately needs talent. So um, I right. hope someone else emerges. But as of right now, they're the two best players on the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, might be. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go Rozier and uh, and and Bridges as well. My thing with Bridges, I like. You look at him, and he just looks like a PJ Tucker, like clone, yeah. basically. Like yeah. doesn't he? Like more athletic. He's, he's basically like just more. Yeah, like much and, more athletic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like PJ Tucker used to be a little more athletic, but he's old now. And so he's transitioning up for So I think, I think, um, I think Bridges can be a three for a while, and will have to transition into four, just like PJ Tucker did, right. just like someone like Charles Barkley did. Um, a lot of players do. Right. All right. Um, so I think I think you'll be fine with him at the three for the next four or five seasons. Um, but eventually he's going to have to move to the four. Um, yeah. So for sure. We'll see how that how that pans out. Um, but I still think if you could if you could go ahead and ideally play him at the four now um, and get him accustomed to that role, um, and it's not more it's, it's not really it's, it's not so much about like playing a particular position because it's all positionless basketball. But it's like who can you play alongside him on the court? Um, and if you could get like another like dynamic wing next to him. I think that would increase his game better than you playing him at the three and then having a guy like who, you know, we kind of said when we were talking about the draft, uh, P.J. Washington next to him. I like P.J. Washington. I just feel like both of those guys would be very benefited by playing not with each other and playing with that X-factor player that I'm referring to now. Like, they'd be perfectly fitted both playing the same role and you're asking them to play alongside each other um it's just it's it's tough but nevertheless the um 
when it comes to Rogier, it's just these these Celtic guards who go elsewhere, they got a really bad track record. <laughs> Maybe Rogier would be the one to break it. Um, a lot of it has been like kind of due to injury, but a lot of it has also been like schematics, um, Brad Stevens' scheme, all of that. Um, they don't always translate very well. In fact, haven't at all translated well to this point um, in going to other teams. Um, and I just wonder if that's going to be the case. But nevertheless, I mean, who the fuck am I going to put it? Am I really going to put Cody Zeller ahead of either one of those guys? No. Like I said, Cody Zeller's played 82 games the combined last two seasons. I, think I, I get that he's kind of reliable in, when he's on the court, but he's not even reliable to be on the court. So, like, no, I'm not putting him in there. I'm not putting Marvin Williams in there. But Batum is just washed. Um I mean, Malik Monk hasn't shown me enough to nope. to warrant me putting him in there. So yeah, I mean, those are your two guys by default. Like that, those are just two guys yeah, you got to go with. By the way, this is why um, interestingly enough, the the Hornets mm-hmm. are three hundred and fifty to one to win the um, Southeast Division. Um, kind of feel like that's a good bet. Just, I mean. I don't expect them yeah. to be good at all, but the Southeast no, is so shitty. Like, I mean, the best teams in the Southeast are Orlando but, and Miami. Like, if, if Vucevic gets hurt shitty. and, and Butler yeah. gets hurt, That's true. like, they, yeah, could, that's true. they could totally win it. And 350-1, to one, those odds are great. Like, I was like, get me? Yeah, sure. like, that's really <laughs> good odds. Um, so anybody out there who's, who's, who's the betting man, like, go ahead and I don't know. Like, if you want to go place that bet, I would. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on. Um, shit, who's next? Miami, Miami, uh, Beverly Butler. Miami. But outside I'll, of that, it's difficult. I feel like you can go. Yeah. I feel like you go one of two ways here, um, and you let me mm-hmm. know which way you're you're trending. But I'm gonna say you, you could go Winslow. Or mm-hmm. you could go out of bio. I know some people might throw in Dragic. I'm not. Dragic is 35 mm-hmm. years old, 34, 35. <laughs> he's, dude, right. he's not – I'm not putting him in there. I'm not. Like, he could be fine. He could be a contributor on the team. He's not going to be one of your best two players. And Anybody who thinks he is, I mean, good on you, but I'm, I'm not convinced of that. Um, and, he's, you know, he's had the injury problems. You know, obviously last season. Um, so I, I'm I'm split between Winslow and the fact of what we saw last year with Point Winslow and what he could be able to do, and then with Adebayo not having the roadblock um, that that uh, was Hassan Whiteside in his way. I think both those guys can make big leaps this year. Who are you more high on? Um, and do you see it my way, or are you picking Dragic? I am picking definitely Jeremy Jimmy Butler. And after that, to me, it's Justice right. Winslow. Uh, Justice Winslow, they seem to they seem to have a role for him going forward. They signed him, I think, midway last year. Uh, right. They he went from he plays every fucking position they need him to play. So right now, I even have him starting at point guard for the foreseeable future. Like you said, Dragic's thirty five. Even though he was an all star like two years ago. Um, he kind of fell off last year and he got hurt. He was like a he was he was, was like a third but he still or fourth replacement. 
but he's still made an All Star team. So I, I'll give him three or four guys had to get hurt for him to get on the All Star team. I'm glad he made it. <laughs> Good, I, he deserved it. He should yeah. have been an All Star when he was with the Phoenix, but the West has always been oh, stacked. Sure. So I mean, he's a good player, but yeah. Um, but he is older now, uh, and I don't know if his future is in Miami. Um, a lot of bio has a chance to be a, a linchpin of the future for sure. But I, right now, I, I right. have Justice Winslow just ahead of him because I think he has more. I think he's a future leader for the Heat. Uh, at least that seems to be the plan for him. So right now, it's between Justice Winslow and Jimmy Butler for me. See, my my biggest crossroad here is Jimmy Butler likes the ball in his hand. Um, and with that, like Jimmy Butler is a really good playmaker. Like, and like, so it's not like he likes the ball in his hands and he doesn't like create for other guys. He's, he's a really good creator. He's a good fucking, uh, like Jimmy Butler is just like, he's really one of like the best all around players in the game. Cause he, he plays offense, he plays defense on offense. He scores, he passes, he rebounds, he does everything. Um, and and he does everything at a at a pretty reasonable efficiency rate. Um, like I honestly think Jimmy Butler is kind of underrated as far as um, you know, just what he brings to a basketball game. Um, however, that being said, um, with him commanding the ball as much as he does, we saw how that limited Simmons in um the postseason with the Sixers. Because um, when you take the ball out of Ben Simmons' hands, how effective can be? I kind of wonder mm-hmm. if maybe Winslow suffers a little bit from that in the same regard. Um, I don't know. I, maybe not. Maybe they can make it work. Maybe the heat culture and, and sports and everything. Um, but I kind of think Jimmy's going to really click with Bam. So I'm going to take Bam here. I think. I just think. Those two guys are going to click. I think Bam has been on this trajectory to, like, he impressed in his rookie season, but he didn't get a lot of playing time. He seemed to get better last year, but, again, he didn't get a lot of playing time. He's going to be the starting center this year. Um, He's going to get, like, Mm -hmm. 32, 34 minutes a game. Um, And then you'll get Kelly Olenek as as kind of that second-look guy. who's a little different, stretches the floor, all that. Um, But, like – and, and maybe a little bit of Myers Leonard too, um, but yeah, I, I just think as far as fit, those two guys are going to make a lot more sense. I still, I know I, I threw it out in like a huge like four way trade, but I still feel like Justice Winslow for uh, Robert Covington just straight up makes a lot of sense to me. Um, just if you have Jimmy Butler, like what like what are you getting out of Winslow? Yeah, like. He proved to be best as like this kind of playmaking forward, and you just brought in Butler, who is a playmaking guard forward combo, whatever. Um, like I'd rather have someone who's like a little better defender, uh, a little better shooter, um, maybe a lot better defender. I don't I don't know um, where I would rate Winslow as far as defense, um, but you know I I, I don't know I. I think that is going to be maybe a little more difficult than, um, you know, than what the what it may look like it it, it should be as far as um, just going into the season. But uh, but yeah, so I, for that reason, I'm going to take B. 
But it's all a moot point because none of these guys are, are moving on. Uh, but anyway, um, let's move on. Orlando. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Gordon and Vooch. They just, I mean, those are the two best players on the team by far. Yeah, I mean, that's not really a question. Gordon and Vooch. Right. Um, maybe Isaac makes a makes like a run this not year and, and we start talking mm-hmm. about like – but like, right, you can't – can't say that now, um, but maybe like halfway through the season we start saying, "Man, dude, like maybe Isaac's better than fucking Aaron Gordon." Um, it, that's certainly possible. Or maybe both those guys make leaps, and we we start talking about shit. Maybe both these guys are better than Booch. I mean, who knows? No, um, no. But as for now, it's definitely Gordon. They'll definitely make the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> right, and that's that's kind of what I'm baking on here. Um, but uh, all right. Uh, moving on, Washington. This is really hard. <laughs> it's fucking really hard. Um, it's obviously Bradley Beal. Um, and then, uh, well, okay. Well, we're not. You're not doing injury, right? So you would put John Wall there. Um, but John Wall, yeah, John Wall and Beal. Season. If you're not including Wall, who would you pick as the second best player then? Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, See, I think you've got right, two so, guys to choose from here. You got Davies Bertans, right. or you no. have Th- Thomas Bryant. Really? Uh, they're going to be Beal's yeah. running mate. I, I, I mean, those are the two. Guys, those are the two second best. <laughs> I mean, who are you? Are you going to uh, I would probably would put Rui or um, or Isaiah Thomas <laughs> over them two guys. This is my opinion. Ooh. Isaiah Thomas hasn't been good in like two years, though. That's going to be his chance to prove everyone wrong again. Well, he's been hurt for most <laughs> yeah. of it. You know? That's true. <laughs> he hasn't really played yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> well, okay, and here's my point. Uh, okay, um, I know we're not doing, like, you, you preface this whole thing where we're not doing injuries. So, like, for instance, when it came down to Golden State, we picked Steph and Clay. We both did because, right. like, even though right. we're starting the season off, like, but, like, for me, like, I, I would agree, like, we shouldn't like hold injuries against people as far as picking them, you know, but at the same time, we should think about how each player is going to come back from said injury, um, and with John Wall. Coming back from an Achilles, an ACL tear, and then an Achilles tear, um, like that's a lot. I don't know if he's ever going to be the same. And like for someone who relies so much on athleticism and is not known as a shooter because he can't shoot, um, mm-hmm. I I don't know, man. I don't I don't know if he's ever like. I would still probably take him above any one of these other guys, but. Oh, yeah, for sure. That in itself says something. Um, but, like, that's that's really rough. Um, so, granted, I'd probably still take John Wall, but, like, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably take Bertans, man. Like, at least Davis Bertans, like, he's I'm not a really good Breton. shooter. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I, well, I think there's an argument to be made. The same thing we could do with Celtics guards. We could just talk about, like, Spurs uh-huh. players in general and how they, like, Play right. really well for the Spurs and then go elsewhere and they don't do shit. Um, True. But even still, even if I'm not taking Bertans, I'd probably take a Thomas Bryant. 
Thomas Bryant played really fucking uh, well last year. He did. I like Thomas. He'll probably he's probably the starter at the moment anyway, Thomas Bryant. Um Yeah. I'd yeah, give you Thomas Bryant. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'd yeah, probably Thomas Bryant. Right. Over over but over Baton. I don't even know if Baton's gonna start, so we'll see. <laughs> I would think so. I mean I don't think Rui's ready. I know you don't like Rui. Rui's the fucking Rui's good, bro. I don't know. I don't think, I think you're I'm not saying he's not good. He, he had a really good uh, summer <laughs> league. Uh, like, I, you know, hopefully he'll prove me wrong. Sleeping um, hard on my boy I, Rui. I, I'm I'm higher on him now than I was uh, before summer league. Um, but I still don't know that he's ready to start. Like, ready to go up against NBA competition. That's a whole nother level. I don't think he's ready I'm to be a sure. starter. I would start Doug. I wouldn't Bertans. call fucking Breton a competition. <laughs> like, I don't know. Dude, I think you're sleeping on Breton's, man. Breton's a good player, man. He's, oh, he's yeah. He's just before. No, I, I, I mean, but you don't have a starting caliber fucking forward. Like, much less power. You don't have a starting caliber forward at all on your fucking squad. So, like, maybe you play Rui at the three and you play Breton's at the four. Like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, uh, what you I got? T.J. Miles on that team now. Well, so maybe he's unfortunately, T.J. I believe I think C.J.'s hurt at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, C.J. Yeah, probably not surprised. Small forward. Uh, but yeah, C.J. probably would have ended up being the starter if he wasn't hurt. But um, who knows? We'll see. Does it matter? That team is. Well, it's, it's John Wall if he's healthy. Yes, they're not. They're a mess. So there you go. Yeah, we're not the only right. stressing this summer. It's <laughs> it's John Wall if he's healthy. But okay, so for the reason that I laid out a couple minutes ago, the fact that um, he had the the ACL injury and then the Achilles injury yeah. and everything else, I would say that prohibits us from even you know if we're gonna like ignore the fact that he's currently injured, we still have to project what he'll come back as. Um, so even if you're saying John Wall plus Bradley Beal, which would normally, I think, warrant going to the next level, I don't think you can put them in that category anymore until we see what John Wall mm-hmm. comes back as. And and who knows I if agree. Bradley Beal will even still be on that team. Um, so no, with that being point. said, I don't think anybody in the division makes it, man. <laughs> Nobody makes a cut. Uh, probably not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so you have Orlando, hey, Miami, Washington, yeah. Atlanta, and Charlotte. With uh, at this point, I I think Atlanta has the best duo in that division. Um, I'd say Miami. With, uh, uh, well, oh yeah, you're right. Miami might have the best. Uh, Orlando too, because Vucevic is really good. Uh, maybe Jimmy Butler right. alone makes them the best. You know. Um, right. And then maybe I would say Atlanta third. Um, yeah, I would say Atlanta third. Maybe that's yeah, what it is. Sense. There you go. So Atlanta third, Orlando second. Yeah. Second, barely second. And then definitely Miami one. And then you have yeah. 
Uh, I'm, I'm still putting Washington fourth. So I'm, I'm still putting Washington. Fuck. Dan Bradley <laughs> Field is automatically ahead of Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Charlotte's too. Whatever they have in Charlotte is still not worth a Bradley Beal. So good luck. Good. Washington yeah, still has I would, that. I would take Bradley Beal one and two against whoever fucking Charlotte wants to throw at him. <laughs> like, no, look, if no, John no. Wall was still the John Wall before the injuries, they'd be number one. Right. Right. They would absolutely be number one. A top duo. A top duo. A top ten duo automatically, you know? Yes, absolutely. But this is not the same John Wall and Bradley Beal, you know? Right. I don't know. You're right. Uh, It depends. If healthy, though, yes, they're definitely a top ten. I think we should definitely put a next to Washington. Interestingly enough, I would probably still put them at number one if they still had out of Porter. Oh, good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Fortunately, they don't. <laughs> no, uh, they but, don't. You know, um, Bradley Beal is you know, really had good. Had, so that's why. Bradley Beal is fucking amazing. Um, I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he is um, because he plays Probably in Washington. Not. And, you know, like, yeah, you, know, I, you know, you hear all this, like, like talk about, like, players like Booker and Levine, you know, from, from guys on podcasts yeah. named Jawan. And like I'm just like, dude, let's, let's talk a little bit about Bradley Beal, man. Bradley Beal's really fucking good. He's way better than those two guys. Um, and like actually does play some defense. Um, so, but yeah, I just, I man, I just want Bradley Beal to get traded so bad. I don't even care where he goes to. I just want him to get traded to, to somebody. Either like either like even if he got traded to New Orleans, like either get. Trade him to a, a a team that's a contender or a team that could become a contender. I just hope he doesn't get traded to like a team like Detroit, where it's like, all right, well now you got him and Blake, and they're just, they're just going to be good for as long as Beal stays there. Um, like I'd rather him be on a team like Atlanta or New York or. Um, New Orleans, more team that has a, yeah. a viable pathway in the future to be like good. Like, dude, I would love if the fucking Knicks traded for Bradley Beal. Um, I don't know what they would have to offer or how they would do it. They probably have to give up Mitchell Robinson, which that would probably be a deal. I'm trying my best to avoid yeah, Mitchell Robinson, RJ Barrett. <laughs> well, see, I would give up Barrett. I would get. I would. I would, I would give up Barrett just – well, dude, just because, like, yeah, a, a bird in hand, man. Like, and you basically – you'd be just saying, like, I'm taking Bradley Beal, who is the proven commodity, and I'm giving him Barrett, who is the non-proven commodity, and, you know, matching salary or whatever. But, um, but Mitchell Robinson, I don't think I would give him up just because he's, he's on such a fucking friendly team contract – for the next three years, yeah. um, and like he just he has upside. He gets so much potential as just like a fucking mm-hmm. defensive beast and a guy who just like fucking uh, doesn't take stupid shots. Like he just takes smart shots. That's why he fucking has the highest field goal percentage of anybody last season. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, we're gonna leave it there. Uh, another fun show, man. Uh, always uh, enjoy chit chatting with you. Uh, talking NBA 
geek stuff. Meatball. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll be back Thursday. Um, hopefully Luke will be back. If not, I'll, I'll try to get either you Joel or Jamal to fill in. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll have some more stuff coming up. And we will have um, our uh, preseason predictions coming up. Um, all of um, who we think is going to make the playoffs, who we think is going to win the various awards, um, all that good jazz. Uh, so yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I've, I've, I've already put my spreadsheet together, list, man. Dude, yeah. I, I so we can go over players and, and all that. Yeah, we'll we'll yep. see. But uh, anyway, we'll see y'all Thursday. Until then, peace. Peace.